Good morning and welcome on this frigid day. I told the eight o'clockers, I guess we all qualify as God's chosen frozen, but it's nice and warm in here, which is wonderful. It's the first miracle of the year because usually we hit this and there's no heat. So uh, thank God for a miracle today that we actually have heat and everything's working. So it's warm and wonderful in here. And so let's celebrate that and all that God gives us with him 408. Please rise as you're able. Our service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 begins on the first page of our seasonal booklet or on page 355 of the Red Prayer Book. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we in the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim it, proclaim it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice 
as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence hymn this morning is hymn 533, found in the blue hymnals. Please stand as you are able. Lord Christ. Let us pray. Keep us alert, good Lord, to your power that gracefully breaks apart our fragile realities. Give us wisdom to seek out what your word means for us. Give us courage to follow you. Amen.
Tone matters. Tone. How we say what we say. It matters because as words and ideas filter from these brains and come out of these lips, their tone often solidifies what those words and ideas actually mean. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Tone matters. You may have noticed that even our Holy Scripture employs its own symphony of tones to infuse deeper meaning into its many, many words. And we have a few great examples today. For God alone, my soul in silence waits. Our psalm meditates. We hear of God as safety and honor, of rock and refuge, of wealth as real but undependable, of God's word as generative and powerful. The tone of this psalm to some may convey a peaceful yet quiet confidence in their trust of God's provision and protection. In Paul's letter today to the church in Corinth, we hear a very different tone. Our epistle today picks up right after Paul, who we're not sure if he was married or not, who famously says, for those who marry will experience distress in this life, and I would like to spare you of that. My first thought here is if Paul is married, then he might not be married for much longer. But the next line, where it picks up today, is begging for some tonal interpretation. Paul continues, I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. The present form of this world is passing away. Paul's tone here may convey to some that he knows he's kind of walking into some touchy territory as he advises early Christians in their relationships in the world to come. It's a tone that's self-aware and perhaps maybe even a bit apologetic. And then, of course, we arrive at the wonderful Gospel of Mark, which will be a consistent thought partner with us this year. This is year B of our lectionary. We're going to spend a lot of time with Mark this year. Today, in fact, is the first of three Sundays that we will read verses in succession perfectly, one to the next, and almost cover the entire first chapter of Mark. And this is somewhat rare for us to do in our Sunday lectionary, to read in such an uninterrupted way. And so I think there might be a warm invitation here to really consider Mark's tone, given that we will be spending so much time with him. What does his tone have to teach us? What meaning might it convey that's a little deeper than the words we see on the page? These words that are fast-paced, this exciting story about God breaking into our world. You see, already by verse 14 of of the very first chapter where we pick up today, Jesus has already been clearly identified to us, the readers, as the Son of God, the Messiah, 
He has been baptized by John. He has been anointed by the Holy Spirit. And he's already spent 40 days in the wilderness being tempted by Satan. There's no nativity story. There's no family tree, as we might see in Matthew or Luke. Mark is wasting no time here. Not any time on showcasing Jesus' credibility. He's just interested in what Jesus came to do which is to proclaim the good news of God. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom has come near, Jesus says, to believe the good news. And just when we think maybe after that happens, we get some time to rest, Mark grows Jesus' disciple count from zero to four in five verses. It's a blink and you'll miss it kind of story. And so many Bible scholars, because of this, have used the term breathless to describe the pace of of the gospel of Mark. And I agree. The image that comes to mind is of someone running up to me across a field with information so important, so amazing, that not a second is to be wasted to relay it, as if our life depended on it, because maybe our life does. Much of this breathlessness comes from how many details are crammed into such small literary real estate, of course. But Mark also employs certain language to keep this sense of urgency ramped up for us. So audience participation time, grab your reading for the gospel today and look at the last several verses of the gospel reading. There's one word that's repeated in swift succession that adds urgency to this reading. Immediately. He says it twice in two verses. Immediately, Jesus said to Simon Peter, follow me. And immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Jesus immediately calls to James and John, and they left their father and their family business, and they followed him. No time to weigh cost and benefit. No time to him and haul. Mark actually uses this term immediately 39 more times in this gospel. And because there's a clear tone here, one that conveys urgency, we have to start to ask the question of what is this tone doing? Is it actually asking us a question, perhaps? This urgency, to me, is asking, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? So what are we waiting for? What prevents us from being as breathless as Mark is in our witness of the power of the gospel that we claim to profess? Are we waiting to trust that the good news is actually good enough to risk changing or surrendering to something bigger than us? Maybe even losing for the sake of following Christ? Or are maybe we waiting for God's salvation to seem a little more polite, convenient, comfortable, transactional? Maybe we'll stop waiting when God does something that we need God to do. Maybe we're waiting to drop our nets and follow those idols and concerns and obsessions those things that keep us from believing that Jesus wants us now. 
He wants to shepherd us immediately. Not once we figured this all out. Not once we've become good enough or secure enough or maybe even feel broken enough. Immediately. That's the tone Mark has set for us over the next few months. And so my, inv- and so my invitation for all of us is to pay attention to Mark. This fast-paced and raw encounter of Mark and what he sees in the ministry of Jesus. There's a challenge here that's simple. Even if you're not one to read scripture outside of this room, this is a season to try. Even if all you do is to spend five minutes and read the gospel lesson before you get to church on Sunday, you can find it on the e-net, I promise you, you will hear it differently Sunday morning. And how about this? Let's use Mark's usage of the word immediately as a watchword this season. Every time you hear or read the word immediately from Mark, ask yourself, what am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? the tone of that question will influence your response to yourself. But any honest response will be okay with God because God can handle it. But if you are waiting, if you're waiting to dig in, don't wait too long because the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near and we are invited to follow Jesus immediately. Amen. Please stand as you're able and join affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, uh, suffered death, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets, We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord saying, Lord have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, 
and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. For our bishop and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our president, for the leaders of the nation, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the towns of South Kingston and Narragansett, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, or through outer space, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the aged and infirmed, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our parish cycle of prayer, for Ernie Ricci, Wendy, Christy, Katie, and Will Rorden, and Bob Patty, Gabby, and Juliana Risica, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, for St. Paul's North Kingstown, St. Paul's Pawtucket, and St. Paul's Portsmouth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, especially J. Norman Choppy, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord, have mercy. In the communion of our patron, Peter, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another in all our life to Christ our God. To, to thee, thee, O Lord, Lord our, our God. God. I also ask your prayers this morning for all who live in harm's way, especially those who are plagued by warfare. Let's pray especially for Russia and Ukraine, Gaza and Israel. We pray for those who are homeless, that they may seek and find warm shelter, hospitality, and a sense of being beloved as God's child. And let us pray for this country as we begin another round of this political cycle. We ask that Lord provide us with candidates who can unify this country. Hasten, O Father, the coming of your kingdom and grant that we, your servants who now live by faith, may with joy behold your Son at his coming in glorious majesty even Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
Most merciful God. We confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. What the heck was that? No, you? Yeah, you did it? Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. Not good. Weird. All right. Hmm. Peace. Peace be with you. He says the floor is giving way underneath him. Not good. So, something gave up. Peace, Ellie. Peace, Claudia. I was having Peace. impure thoughts. Peace, guys. Peace with you. That's what was happening. Peace with you. Peace to everybody else. <laughs> Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. My name is Ron Cowie, senior warden. And there was a just, I don't know if you heard it, I, but I, I, we're standing here during the Nicene Creed, and the floor like kind of fell a little bit. And I had a very human reaction. <laughs> so, so forgive me for that. Uh, the announcements. Uh, first off, we have the, I think there's some space left for the sourdough bread making workshop on the 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. hosted by Beach Rose Bread. She's a parishioner. She doesn't want me to mention her by name, but it's awesome. Uh, if you want to learn how to make sourdough bread, you're going to walk out of there with a starter and knowledge. Uh, also, next week, this next coming Sunday is our annual meeting. And so we're going to have a nine o'clock service. And then we're going to have the annual meeting after that, and then a potluck lunch or whatever. And that's, it's a great way to kind of find out everything that's going on in the church, our budget, our vision, the mission, all that good stuff. Um, and you get to have a voice, and you get to raise your hand and say, I don't understand that, or just what the heck do you mean by that, or whatever. It's, you are part of this church, and your participation is not only welcomed, it's vital to our kind of successful moving forward. So all are welcome. And there will be a Zoom link. Uh, what else? I'm kind of zipping around. Okay. Uh, on February 2nd, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., the Parents' Night Out fundraiser. And if you have a kid who's like preschool age, you can drop them off here, and there's going to be pizza, a movie, and some crafts. And you can go out and do whatever the heck it is you do, you know, <laughs> for that amount of time. Uh, it's, it's a good way to kind of meet the people in the preschool and and whatever, and that's a great organization. We don't talk enough about them, uh, but they're really an amazing crew of people, and they could definitely use our support. 
discussion of a book club. There's not a whole lot click here for details. Is there anything else? I'm still rattled. <laughs> I, it, you know, I mean, you're, the, the whole joke is like, you know, I'm a, they're having impure thoughts or whatever. What could possibly happen? He can't hear me. <laughs> Boom. It's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyways, I'll keep coming. And uh, that's any announcements from the floor? Hmm? OK, thank you. Here I go. Yeah. <laughs> Also, a reminder, there is coffee hour in the parish hall. I baked all weekend, so please come join, because there's a lot there and a lot of good things to eat. And, it's delicious. Uh, and as my grandmother said, help make tomorrow a good day. We have to clean up everything. So make clean plates across the board. On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death 
We proclaim his resurrection. We await his coming in glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with the blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. As you're able, please stand and let us join in singing hymn 537, found in the blue hymnals. Thanks be to God.